Vacation starts with VA. Whether you're feeling beachy, mountainy, or every E in between, you'll find all that you love all in one trip to Virginia. Start yours at virginia.org. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on all the hot summer action for your chance at a shot at cold, hard cash with DraftKings Sportsbook. Bet on your favorite sports all summer long and gear up for the football season. Right now, new customers can actually get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Just download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Make your first bet up to a grand, and if it doesn't hit, you're going to get another shot to win. Plus, DraftKings offers same-game parlays, spreads, uh, props. I mean, the, the betting options legitimately feel endless over at DraftKings Sportsbook. College football is obviously coming up. Right now is a great time to get your futures bets in. It's a good time to take advantage of some of the week zero lines. Again, I'm big on Hawaii these first couple of weeks. I I don't think they're going to be a great team this year. I just think people are overlooking the home field advantage they have. Anyways, go check it all out. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR so they know that we sent you and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. Again, with that promo code DNVR, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, risk-free bet paid out in the form of a non-withdrawable bet token, maximum $1,000. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, all right, all right. In a couple of minutes here, we're going to do another edition of what's happening in Agland. Just kind of talk about all the news that we haven't had an opportunity to discuss about the various teams. I haven't done this in quite a while. So, I mean, really, we could go back like three weeks. We'll go back like 10-ish days or so. You know, highlight some of the stuff that's happened uh, for some of the Olympic sports, some individual football player news as far as preseason watch lists go. Before that, I'm going to talk about what kind of odds CSU potentially has to make the Pac-12. I was recently sent uh, some information from Bet Arizona, so I'm going to talk about their odds makers and how they view CSU's chances of getting into the Pac-12, which schools are ahead of CSU in, in their eyes, which schools are behind them, all that fun stuff. So that'll be kind of a fun little segment. But I, I kind of wanted to start just real quick by talking about just how much that interview with Jay Norvell in studio last week meant to me. Um, the the feedback has just been really, really positive. I've gotten a lot of really nice messages from CSU fans. I've tried to respond to all of them. If I haven't, if I didn't at least, you know, like your tweet or, or you know, something, just try to acknowledge it. Uh, you know, thank you. I, I do see it and it it's awesome. I appreciate all of you. But I just really appreciate CSU and, and Jay Norvell for being willing to do this. I mean, I obviously see Jay all the time up in Fort Collins. So I wasn't starstruck in that regard. But I mean, you know, for them to include us on the Denver Media Tour to come into the DNVR studio, you know, that takes a, a level of commitment on on their end. So that just that meant a lot to me. But what also meant a lot to me and what I thought was really cool was just the fact that I mean, Norvell was such a gracious, 
and responsive and engaged interviewee. I mean, that's that's the dream when you're in my spot that you have this, you know, person of influence, you know, the head football coach of a, a major program. Obviously the the main focus of this podcast, CSU football, CSU basketball, to have him, that was a big deal. But I mean, I'm not ignorant to the fact that most of the time coaches would rather be doing you know, just about anything else than having to do an interview. I, I get it. Norvell, way more than most coaches, understands that it's a big part of the process and he's a great participant. If we're up to him, though, you know, I'm sure he'd be, you know, he'd rather be on the field with his guys, be talking to his coaches, be doing something to, you know, directly impact the the product on the field. Again, this is this is a big part of the job, too. Really being a head football coach is like being a politician more than anything. But there's just this genuineness to Norvell that I think has been evident f- since day one. I mean, really going back to his intro press conference. But I think it really came through in this interview just just how good of a dude he is. I mean, I, I, it's not the most astute observation by any means, but I mean, he was just awesome. Completely engaged with me the entire time, willing to talk about anything, giving you know long, thoughtful responses. I just had so much fun listening to him and, and going back and forth with him. I mean, honestly, we went on a, a couple of side tangents that prevented me from asking some things that I had prepped for, but that's all right. I mean, a, a great interview is not necessarily asking all the questions that you have on a list. It's, you know, being engaged and, and figuring out, you know, what they want to talk about and, and going back and forth. But Norvell just made it so easy. And I just thought that was really cool of him, man. Like, it's one thing to to say the right things when you get hired, because I think just about every coach in existence has done fairly well, you know, on their intro press conference. You hit all the buzzwords because you talk to the people inside the program. You know, you know what's going to get everybody all fired up. You essentially tell them what they want to hear. Everybody gets all jazzed and, you know, it creates a sense of excitement. I mean, kind of going back to the the politician parallel. I mean, it really is similar, but just like a politician, you know, it's, it's one thing to say that you're going to do all this stuff. It's another to actually go through with it. Norvell said that he was going to, you know, reconnect this team with the community in a major way. And he's done that. He's done that in a major way. I mean, having the open practices in the spring, going to alumni engagement opportunities, obviously the, the women's clinic that's this evening. And it's, really, really exciting opportunity for the community to engage with uh, both Jay and Kim and, and the players. It's just really cool. And, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to be egotistical. I'm not saying my podcast is as important as any of those things because it's not. It's definitely not. But, I mean, I, I am, you know, the only daily CSU podcast that there is. I, you know, cover the, the beat year-round. I'm up there at practice, all the home games, hopefully going to make it out to some road games this year too. But I have this following, obviously, of, of CSU fans, of engaged, diehard Ram fans, folks that care about CSU, you know, 24-7, 365 days a year. And, you know, Norvell recognizes that there's value in connecting with that audience and, you know, giving us a chance because, you know, he he kind of has to talk with the local TV, kind of has to talk with major newspapers, the you know, has to go to all the the alumni event, the people that are giving money. Although the digital media, in my opinion, is clearly, you know, the most 
popular medium where it's getting to that point in, in 2022. For most of my media career so far, you know, I've covered coaches, at least on the football side, that I just I don't think they viewed what I did quite as as valuable as, you know, print newspapers or, you know, sports radio or TV, you know, and, and I understand it's a it's an evolution. We all are accustomed to certain things, and that's just kind of the way that those guys came up. But Norvell just kind of gets it, man, in a way that other coaches don't. And not only did he include us, you know, on the Denver media tour, which was, you know, a crazy busy process, you know, four interviews in like an hour or five interviews in like an hour and a half before he came on my show. Then he had a tight window to meet with the Denver Post before he had to get back up to Fort Collins for team meetings. Not only did he like go out of his way to make this in-studio studio appearance, he gave me a half hour of just gold. I mean, he was awesome the whole time. I could have talked to him for hours. And that just, that hasn't been the norm. You know, I think Bobo and McIlwain were clearly, you know, not even close to Adazio. I mean, those guys were so much more personable and charming, but I, I don't think they would have done a half hour podcast appearance, you know, in the middle of camp with me. And I think it just kind of goes back to the way that, you know, Norvell has shown that he carries himself and, and the way that he treats people. And it's everyone, you know, he just treats everyone great. And I, I just, I think you can see a lot about somebody's character with the way that they treat people, you know, particularly people that, you know, maybe have value, but maybe not, you know, I don't even know how I'm trying to say this. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is if, if you're a football coach, do, do you need, you know, the local media on your side to be successful? Not necessarily. I mean, Troy Calhoun I don't think people are anti Calhoun, but he doesn't give anybody access. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't earned himself any brownie points or anything like that. But I mean, you don't, you don't need the media on your side. I think it makes everything a, a hell of a lot easier from a PR standpoint, from a recruiting standpoint, just a day to day standpoint. But Norvell could have just very easily said, you know, I'm going to accomplish that by going on altitude in the morning with, you know, Vic Lombardi, who I, off the top of my head, I don't know, he's got like a quarter of a million followers, you know, the arguably the, the biggest media uh, presence or personality, I guess would be the better term in, in the entire city. And, you know, anybody else he, he would accomplish through legacy media, you know, the Denver Post and, and the TV stations. Instead, he gave me a half hour. That's rad as hell. And it feels really good, especially after, you know, the many hours that I've put in covering this team over the last six years. I don't want to get too sappy. I've already talked about this for twice as long as I intended to during the introduction. But I mean, just again, as, as somebody who's worked really hard these last six, six years, it's been, you know, just a real struggle and grind working part-time jobs, doing what I had to do in the early years, starting my own site, eventually going over to DNVR. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think that, you know, I now hosted a, a show with the head CSU football coach, but even just like as somebody that grow up, grew up in this state, a college football fan, grew up a CSU fan, followed all the local teams. I mean, it's, it's kind of surreal. So, Anyway, it's going to move on, but shout out to all of you guys. I mean, none of this would be possible if I didn't have an audience. CSU wouldn't be giving me the time, obviously. 
shout out to uh, CSU that for, as an institution, you know, for being willing to work with digital media. Obviously, the world is changing. How we consume our content is changing, but it's really easy, particularly for teams, you know, to just get locked into old habits. And lastly, shout out to Jay Norvell for probably giving me the best interview that I've ever had on this podcast. I mean, it was just 30 minutes of really, really solid answers from him. It was, it was great. Could not have asked for, for it to go better really. And it was awesome because I was super, super nervous for it. Did not sleep at all the night before. I just really wanted it to go well. And obviously I did a ton of preparation for it. I think that clearly, clearly helped, but more than anything, it was just having an awesome guest and all the credit goes to Norvell for that. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about what's happening in ag land real quick. Colorado sports fans, your home for Denver sports coverage has partnered with a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. DNVR has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around, whether it's Broncos, Nuggets, Avs, Rockies, Buffs, or Rapids, FOCO will have something for you or a loved one. If you're looking to get a diehard sports fan to gift, they have officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids. Everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. They've got some really neat stuff. Just head over to foco.com. Make sure you use the code DNVR and save 10% off all non-sale items. I also want to give you my DraftKings pick of the week. DraftKings pick of the week. I'm looking at the regular season win lines for all of the local teams. They've got CSU listed at five and a half. You can get the over at minus 145, under at plus 125 if you don't think CSU is going to make a bowl this year. The Buffs, however, their wind line is set at just three. It is minus 110 either way. And I, I tend to lean the under. And not even because I'm trying to be a Buffs hater. I know that most of my audience listening, you know, reveres any opportunity to, to take a jab at our rivals from Boulder. And I get it. You know, we all have plenty of Buffs fans in our lives that are just the worst. I mean, really, it's their fan base more than the program that I dislike. But I just, when I look at their schedule, I don't know where the wins are. I mean, they could very easily go winless in non-conference play. Their Pac-12 slate is equally tough. Four wins just feels like a stretch for a team that got decimated via the transfer portal. I mean, the vast majority of their contributors on both sides of the football walked out the door. I know they brought in a couple of transfers that are potentially going to you know, help fill some of those gaps, but it's going to be hard. And I think it'll get even harder as the, the losses start to mount up. And like I said, they could very easily start 0-3. I mean, do you really think they're going to beat TCU, Minnesota, or Air Force? Because I don't. And as you know, CSU fans have experienced many times in the last 20 years when you know, you have those heartbreaking losses and, you know, losing to Air Force is going to be gut-wrenching because they know that their their schedule doesn't get any easier from there. I think it's just easy to crumble. And I, I think a two-win season is coming for the buffs. So that's why I'm uh, taking the under. That's my DraftKings pick of the week. See you under three wins, minus 110. Lock it in. DraftKings pick of the week. All right, what's happening in Agland? Uh, in the intro, I mentioned that I would kind of talk about the odds about CSU getting into the Pac-12. Going to have to push that to the next pod or the pod after because I had notes on it saved in Gmail. 
and I can't find it. I literally cannot find it. The search function on Google is a nightmare of searching all the inboxes. I typed every keyword I can think of. Um, <laughs> very frustrated at the moment. Um, Fresno State and, and San Diego State both had higher odds, as did Memphis, according to Bet Arizona. I can just give them talk about it. CSU fourth highest, according to them. I was going to get into some of the other notes that they had, though. So we'll talk about that in a, in a couple of days. I would argue that CSU has a whole lot more to bring to the table than Fresno State does. Uh, that's potentially my biased opinion, though. Google, if you're listening, I know you're always listening. The new Gmail sucks. Absolutely terrible. Nightmare to use. Moving on, though. Moving on. I mean, sometimes you've, you've got you to be able to adjust on the fly. Let's just get right into the Agland segment. Talk about the recent news for men's golf who found their replacement at head coach, Michael Wilson, who comes over to CSU after spending the last five years at Long Beach State, had a program that represented in the NCAA regionals in both of the last two seasons, and during his tenure had nine first team, three second team, and two honorable mention all Big West selections, and at 2021 actually had the player of the year and three Big West freshmen of the year. So it's kind of a, a program that's performing well of late and is seemingly kind of set up to do well in the future because of Wilson. Prior to his time at Long Beach State, he was an assistant coach at the University of Washington for three years. Every year he was there, the Huskies did better than they did the year before. Uh, he was a pro golfer in Canada before his coaching career spent three seasons on the Canadian professional tour. And he played his collegiate career at uh, the university of California was the 2003 PAC 10 co-freshman of the year and played a big role in California's 2004 national championship. Uh, Cal Wilson actually set a school record for the most individual tournament wins with three. So a guy that experienced great collegiate success, uh, both individually and as a team while a player, and although has not had a, a ton of coaching experience, less than a decade at this point, seems to be a rising star. In the press release, there's a couple of quotes from Pac-12 coaches uh, kind of raving about him. Uh, there's also some quotes from Joe Parker and from Wilson himself. I'm so humbled for the opportunity to represent Colorado State men's golf going forward the players, the community, and all those who came before. CSU has everything a student-athlete needs to develop their games, win championships, and be successful people in life on and off the course. Past coaches Mark Crabtree, Jamie Burmell, and Christian Newton have each built upon one another and left a tremendous program poised for success. I want to thank CSU Athletic Director Joe Parker and his team for believing in me. My family is extremely excited, and I look forward to getting into work with the team and bringing home championships to Fort Collins, go Rams. Nice quote from Wilson there, courtesy of the press release. Not going to go through all of them. Uh, the Washington head men's golf coach where Wilson was an assistant, had a nice quote as well. Having worked with Michael, I was able to see up close just how good a person and golf coach he is. He's really passionate about helping young people fulfill their potential about the game of golf. He has great character, connects well with people, and works extremely hard. Christian leaving was a big blow. For the CSU program, they have found a really special coach in Michael, and I am certain that the program's upward trend will persist and its success shall continue. 
every quote in here talks about how he is obviously very, very skilled at what he does from a golf side, but, you know, seems to just really be a, a caring person and connects well with individuals. You know, to me, that's, you know, the biggest part of being a golf coach. So we'll see. Uh, big shoes to fill. Obviously, Christian Newton had really done a great job the last five, six years in particular. And just consistently having individuals that were winning, but also, you know, the team being really competitive just has had this program in a good spot. So, you know, hopefully Michael Wilson is able to uh, build off of that. I, I certainly will be rooting for him. You know, maybe we can get him on the podcast here at some point, uh, but I wish him well and definitely welcome him to the Rams community. Moving on, we also have some staff news for CSU softball. Uh, back on August 8th, head softball coach Jen Fisher announced the addition of Savannah J. Quish to the coaching staff. She is now an assistant for the Rams. Jay Quish, a four-time All-American and Team USA member, uh, played for LSU from 2014 through 2017, then played for Team USA and currently for Athletes Unlimited. While at LSU, Jay Quish was a star. I mean, she's the first player in program history, just the 33rd in softball history to earn All-American honors in all four seasons. She also earned division conference and tournament awards throughout her career, her senior year, she was named a USA Softball Player of the Year Top 34 finalist. Finished at LSU with 268 RBI, ranks first to LSU and ninth in NCAA history. She graduated top five in career slugging percentage, on base percentage, doubles, home runs, RBI, total bases, walks, intentional walks, and sacrifice flies. She had some serious pop, y'all. While playing with Team USA, Jaquish helped the squad win the gold at the 2018 WB. SC World Championship gold. She hit two home runs and drove six RBI in the process. Here is a quote from her in the press release. I would like to thank head coach Jen Fisher and the Athletic Administration Selection Committee for giving me the opportunity to contribute to the accomplished Colorado State softball program. Throughout my time on campus, I was able to learn about the culture and values that are deeply rooted in CSU. I saw right away the commitment and dedication to the student-athletes from the coaching staff the administration, and the community. I'm excited and honored to be part of the Ramley and to be able to call Fort Collins and Colorado State my home. Jay Quish does have a little bit of coaching experience. She was an assistant at Dixie Tech in 2021 and at the University of Laverne in 2019. Prior to that, she was a volunteer assistant at LSU in the 2018 season. I'm not a, a big softball guy by any means. I think if you've listened to this podcast for a while, that's probably clear. I don't talk about it a ton. I, I do watch a couple of games each season. Follow along. I mean, I you know I read the read the results and you know check out the quotes from the coaches and players and the press releases that they send. So I always know what's happening. But I, I'm not a softball expert by any means. That said. I think any time that you can add somebody to your program that is as accomplished as as Jay Quish is, that's it's going to be awesome. And being a younger coach, I think she's going to be able to relate. I think having there, her there is a huge asset on the field. I mean, we talked about that a lot with the uh, the basketball program and how big of an advantage it was just to get uh, younger staff in there and having assistants that could actually participate and you know get some run in against these players and help them get better. You know, not just tell them what they need to do, but show them. For a skill sport like softball, I mean, being able to 
hit having one of the most decorated hitters to ever play softball on your staff. That's clearly an advantage. So I think this is a really, really impressive hire. Uh, I, I look forward to meeting her at some point. Again, would love to have her on the podcast as well. But welcome to the Ramley. Welcome to the CSU community. Savannah J. Quish will all be rooting for your success. Before we get out of here, I also want to shout out a couple of individual CSU football players for being recognized on preseason watch lists. Starting with Ajon Vivens, who's on the preseason watch list for the Werfel Trophy, which honors college football's most impactful leaders in community service. If you've ever spent any time with Ajon, this isn't a surprise at all, but he is just a great dude, a really genuine individual, somebody who's very selfless and at a young age kind of recognized the importance of, you know, being a an impactful individual within your community. It's something he's done the entire time he's been at CSU. I just have the the utmost respect for him. And I think it's cool that he's on this list. I'd love to see him win it because he deserves it. Another good guy that got some preseason recognition, linebacker Daquan Jackson on the preseason watch list for the Bednarik Award that is presented annually to the best defensive player in college football and is judged by the uh, Maxwell Football Club. I think it's going to be a big year for Daquan. I have an article actually coming out on the linebackers here in the next couple of days. I was able to catch up with Norvell after the scrimmage on that, uh, and he talked about it on the interview as well. But shout out to Daquan. Obviously, has been you know one of the heartbeats of this CSU defense the last couple of years. Definitely one of the most productive individuals. They're going to need him to be extremely impactful this year. He's excited because he says he's going to get to, you know, display his versatility a little bit better. And you know, I think that's going to be big for his NFL draft stock potentially. Yeah, the last Ram to be added to a preseason award watch list that we know of so far. Caden Camper on the Lou Groza, uh, Luke Rosa, excuse me, award watch list. Camper coming off of one of the better seasons by any CSU kicker in history. Um, technically, you know, still competing for the the starting role this year. It's kind of always just a open competition at at kicker, but I, I think Camper at this point has proven to be a, a very effective weapon, a guy that you can rely on and. You know, the Rams are, are going to need him to be big this year. All right, that's what's been happening in Agland. Glad we could get caught up to date with everything that you might have missed. We'll obviously be talking plenty of CSU football. Uh, the, the first AP poll comes out on Monday. We'll have all kinds of stuff to, to dive into in the next week. I'm really looking forward to it. Going to be a blast. I mean, the games are going to be here before we know it, guys. It's It's really coming up in a hurry. And, you know, honestly, I can't wait. One last shout out to all of you. Hope you're all staying cool out there this summer. Much love, y'all. Peace. Khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. The water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.